0: do it so you're in copenhagen right now
1: i am in copenhagen right now i just moved here um, about six months ago um yeah i i I have a job that uh was was based here i I work for a speaker company uh, that makes like industrial grade bluetooth speakers i think is the best way of describing them Um, and I worked for them in LA for a while, um, when I was living there and they offered to move me here and I said, yeah, that would be amazing.
0: (laughs) Wow. I mean, what a transition though, huh?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's wild. You know, I got to visit before I came, uh, when I was, I sure
0: hope so. Just not going to a blind. That'd be insane.
1: (laughs) That would be insane. Uh, people I think would do it. It's like, you know, it's a city that's got a reputation of being like, amazing and uh and and kind of uh, they call it the europe of europe um you know it's (laughs) it's an amazing place and it's you know everybody's like happy and healthcare is free and and you know there's kind of a community feel to the whole uh city which is cool so people do move here like blind because that reputation is so damn good but uh thankfully i had time here before
0: I mean, uh, that's good is it living up to the to the hype
1: you know it is in a lot of ways. I, I, well, you can't really tell from where we are right now, but it's it's like eight thirty here p.m. and the sun has been down since like four thirty p.m. So winter time, you have like almost no daylight. Like it, the sun comes up at like nine a.m. and goes down at four. So <laughs> other than that, it lives up. It's it's a really cool place, really cool people, and a, and a good vibe.
0: Man, I mean that's that's just such a such a leap. It seems like you're like, yeah, I mean, fuck it, I'm living in LA. But I'll just, I'll just move. Are you a movie character, dude? Like, what the fuck is going on there, man?
1: You know, uh, that's why I said yes. I was like, you know, this is never going to happen again. I'm a I'm a copywriter. It's not like I do anything like crazy uh, specialized. But yeah, it was a it's a crazy opportunity. I'm sometimes still pinching myself like that. I'm here. Uh, I'm here with my, with my wife as well. And our, and our cat, they, they both moved with me
0: from LA from
1: LA. Yeah. Oh
0: boy. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean the, the wife, I understand, but the cat, I mean, that's just new. That's a whole new train.
1: It's a whole Snow new one. He's, he's been with us for, for 10 years. So, um, he's a, he's a loyal companion. We are, were my, Holly, my wife and I are both from Atlanta. Um, and that's where we had him and we've uh, so he's been from Atlanta to LA now to Copenhagen. He's a very well-traveled cat. <laughs>
0: a natural trajectory, of course, for a cat. Of course. Of yeah. course. Yeah. It's just, that's just, that's normality there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is this a permanent residence? Do you think you're going to be just retiring there?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, it would be a great place to retire. It's uh, I've got a contract here for two years and um so we'll see kind of where that takes us. I definitely miss L.A. and uh, a lot of aspects of, of living in a very sunny place, uh, but uh, especially the music, man. I mean, I think uh, there's some cool stuff to tap into here, but obviously there's there's no place like L.A. Uh, when it comes to comes to music.
0: Sure. Right. But I mean, overall, you, you you're enjoying your time so far there
1: i'm loving it man it's a it's a very relaxed uh feel just overall
0: really cool laid-back city that's awesome man i mean that would suck if you're like oh this is just it's hectic trash. and terrible
1: i mean i think they have to like because it's so cold and it gets so dark like i think everything else has to be awesome or no one would live here right <laughs> so it would right. fucking suck They've kind of notched it up. So like the people are really cool. And like, you know, you deal with uh, it was like the most festive Christmas I've ever experienced. Like everyone really gets into Christmas here for, uh, for a country of atheist Vikings. It's it's impressive.
0: Yeah, so they, they don't discuss. I mean, like I've heard like dietary stuff of Vikings, what they pillaged and conquered. But uh Christmas oriented, really, really strong on that. They saw Santa
1: and they were like, that guy
0: that's the fucking guy
1: the original pillager you know
0: <laughs> if you think about it yeah you think about it he's breaking and entering quite a bit <laughs> so you're originally from atlanta though that's that's this where your roots are
1: that's where my my roots are and uh yeah man i i i haven't been back in in a minute uh covid all that stuff but uh oh, the what covid and and all that you know Oh, you know, oh
0: i don't know i it doesn't covid all right
1: okay so um
0: <laughs> sounds virus sounds like it's not a big deal i don't I, I don't think it's gonna i mean if it does occur like um maybe like what two weeks or something like that and then zero be societal implications probably no. okay that's yeah i'm not worried about it anyways all right um
1: <laughs> but yeah Atlanta's where where i was uh born and born and raised and uh Spent some very good years there, and uh, yeah, nothing, nothing but great things to say about about that place. I really love Atlanta, but
0: good deal. La
1: La was calling in in a lot of ways. Had to had to check it
0: out. So. All right. I, I understand I, I I get that um yeah. w- w- what kind of bands were playing around around Atlanta when you were I mean because how, how much time did you spend there I mean a good chunk of years um so
1: I mean when I was growing up i I was in high school you know like you know going to shows like 2008 2009 um, and and through the college years also seeing some great I mean Deer hunter black lips were kind of the the big. Dudes, like when I was going to house shows and, and, and art gallery shows, they were the, the heavy hitters and uh, really killing it. There's this really great band uh, called Balkans that was also around back then.
0: Yeah, I just I um, just saw this thing on Instagram that somebody's making a, a documentary about them. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah man,
1: Because like uh, the guitar player, whose name is Frankie, he plays in... Like, he played in Deer Hunter for a hot second, and then he was also in this really great band called Omni, um, which was also just an amazing, uh, is an amazing local band, um, Atlanta guys. But yeah, I mean, the lineage of, like, badass, like, indie rock in Atlanta is, is deep. Like, I really, I was very stoked to be there and then when i was playing there uh you know i was seeing those guys but i was playing in some really cool um like improvisational circles um there's a a jam session that this guy my friend kevin used to run and some pretty heavy hitters, like I don't know, like Kamasi Washington stopped by at a certain point. And uh there was just a really great uh horn section that that played there like every week. It was like every Tuesday. Um, really badass open, free jazz improvisational stuff. And I was lucky enough to to join the house band at some point because Kevin became a friend and that was an amazing scene for for a while as well, and something kind of unexpected from Atlanta, I think, like improvisational free jazz. <laughs> but uh, but it was uh, it still is very very strong. I think Elliott Street was a great spot. Uh, there's a spot called I Drum where like the Deer Hunter used to play all the time. Um, but they also have like open jams and stuff. There's Gallery Nine Nine Two that just opened. That's that's kind of carrying the torch there. Um, but yeah, that was what I was involved in, and, and and playing a lot, and and with guys like that, and uh, and also a band called Lightning Orchestra. <laughs> it's like Afrobeat uh, kind of big stuff. I played guitar with them for for quite a bit. Oh, that's awesome! Um, yeah, so a lot going on, man. There's so so much talent in Atlanta. It's it's ridiculous, um, but it's also super laid back and like no one's trying to cut throats or like you know step on anyone. It's a very like cool community of of really talented people
0: yeah so it's not copenhagen you know it's not That's copenhagen really the viking cutthroat stuff no. yeah. you gotta live up to the reputation though <laughs> yeah For but sure. uh, wh- wh- where did your interest in music stem from is it was were you exposed to as a kid or were your parents musicians
1: um my dad was like a classic you know 70s high school rock and roll cover band guy um he played guitar, um, but nothing like uh, around the house, really, except for a guitar that like hung on the wall. And I was just kind of drawn to it and started playing it and played an electric guitar with no amp for a solid year or so. And then built myself up a little bit, bought, bought an amp, bought a new guitar, got some stuff for birthdays and, and just the interest grew and uh you know in college I was playing at like frat parties and stuff and and uh yeah just always has been a part of of my life and and just out of I think interest and I started writing songs and and recording stuff uh, probably when I was like 18 or so uh actually it can be point at a very specific time when i i got uh in a bit of trouble um with the law uh, for controlled substance uh known as marijuana
0: oh all right okay uh, all right we gotta we gotta edit that out
1: shut it down uh not on this podcast uh, bud (laughs) you know in 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 2009 in in the south it was uh, right not not as cool as it is now. Like not as uh, relaxed. <laughs> it's not as relaxed, and so yeah, I got off pretty easy as far as the law was concerned because I was seventeen, but um, and white um, truth. But yeah,
0: uh, yeah. I mean that. that yeah, I guess that yeah. factor into it. Sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and uh, especially in the south. But but I think my my parents were not enthused, and and what they did was they. They grounded me quite, quite severely for from the time that I got caught to when I graduated from high school, which was like seven months. I wonder what so the problem is. I don't
0: really understand.
1: You <laughs> should have been cool with it, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, your dad's uh, a classic 70s dude. He gets it. He's been there.
1: <laughs> he was like, my friends did it. I never touched the stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had a few buddies. Yeah, but they're all dead now. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was like grounded severely for like seven months and and had to come straight home after school. And I literally got so bored that I was like, I got to teach myself how to do something. I taught myself how to record myself with, with playing music and, and, uh, would bang out some songs on drums and, and, uh, play guitar and bass over them and, at a certain point just started like yeah writing my own stuff and and getting more and more into that and i was definitely like the annoying kid who like made a bunch of songs and like passed out cds at school um but something really cool like you know cool shit comes out of that when you when you put yourself out there and uh, there was a girl at my school whose dad was like a producer super actually big time producer his name is Brendan O'Brien did like Pearl Jam Ridge Against the Machine Bruce Springsteen he's like massive massive dude and he was just like stoked that I had like bootlegged some recording stuff off of my like school laptop and garage band and he invited me to come to his studio I recorded there it was like it was life-changing you know it was super cool and and from then on I was like I was hooked on, on stuff, and I started opening and on for, marijuana
0: too. Yeah, I, I know that you were. You were oh,
1: yeah, debilitating that. addiction. Um, on Mara, to chronic marijuana, chronic abuser mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and sativa as well. Um, but yeah, man, and and it, yeah, like I said, it's just always been a constant in my life. Music, I think, uh, and and hopefully remains to be the rest of my life. <laughs>
0: It seems like you're on a pretty good trajectory, I'd say. Yeah, man. Music. It's
1: it's it's become more and more incorporated, I think, into uh into the day-to-day, which is that's all you can ask for.
0: <laughs> that's great. If you hadn't been grounded for for uh seven, you said seven months, right? Seven months. I, I, I wanted to get the months correct. Seven months there, I mean, like would you would you have um would you have eventually fell into it just organically? Or was you know, was that I like
1: to think so. I don't I don't know. I think if it's meant to happen there, it'll give you a few more opportunities. Life will give you a few more opportunities to, to nail it. I don't think it's ever a one and done thing, but yeah, I mean that the time that it happened was super important because then when I graduated, I was free, you know, from, from the shackles of of being grounded and all my friends that played music, I was like, look what I learned. And we started recording music with with my friends. and actually to this day, the dude Glenn that I play in Triptides with, he was the first person that we we like sat down and like recorded a record together, like, and it was it all stemmed from that that incubation period right at the right time. Um, so yeah, in a way, it kind of all did work out nicely and still like plays a role in in where i where I am today.
0: Oh, that's awesome man pretty um, weird <laughs> i i know you play guitar and in, in bass uh on on stage at least live what are you most comfortable behind is it is it a guitar um you know i think guitar just because that was my
1: first like real thing that i i dug into when i was like 12 or 13 or so um but as of late, I think really um, I, I pick up a bass more more often than I pick up a guitar, and that that comes from like playing live and 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 seeing. But it also like you know when you write guitar songs and stuff, it has a certain vibe. Now starting to write songs with bass, it has another vibe that that I really appreciate and really. I, I gained a lot of respect for bass in Atlanta with a couple of, of friends of mine, Kevin, who had the jam, and then another guy, Evan, who uh, is an amazing uh, bass player that we we still write together and stuff. Like everything I do is like an approximation of of what those guys do, um, but I have a tremendous respect for that instrument, and like the more I play it, the more I I dig bass. So I think now like bass is has become something that I really I feel comfortable with. And that's really awesome.
0: It is really awesome. It truly it really is. Um, how many bands are you currently in as of right now?
1: So now I I'm playing in Triptides um, and that's kind of the most recurring band as far as like we just record a ton of stuff together. Um, over 2020, we recorded like three, four, five albums worth
0: of... Oh, so you'd do anything. Stuff. You did absolutely nothing no, at that time.
1: I mean, for us, that was, it was nothing. Um, <laughs> um, and then we, I tour with them still. Um, I'm, I fly in from Copenhagen, which is a very cool, privileged thing to be able to do. Um, but then I also play with this band called Cosmo Gold. Um, we've got one EP that we put out a couple of years ago and we've been compiling kind of uh we've had some some ups and downs and changes in in lineup and stuff but the the core group is uh has been writing and and we recorded a full record before i moved here uh we finished that up um and i'm hope hoping that that develops into some stuff as well I think that's that's gonna be really cool and totally different than trip as well totally different vibe. and then um I have my own stuff which is I I call it little rituals um little Richards uh some people like to call it but um oh, they're good yeah. yeah both are are equally are equally valid and uh yeah I, that's just kind of an anything catch-all whatever songs don't make it in to triptides or Cosmo kind of go in this other bin of, uh, of little rituals. And that's like anything from cool, like cheesy rock and roll stuff that I want to do that no one else wants to do. Or like, you know, I, I did a record about my cat, like, um, not about him for him. I made a record for my cat. There's a, it's an important distinction. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I and surprisingly there, I'm, I'm, I'm didn't good. want to record that so i don't know I, why I, I did.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh yeah man so those are the three kind of like chief projects in in life and then i work with like all my friends as, as much as i possibly can i think it's like the more stuff you can do the better you're going to be
0: at, at everything it's awesome yeah definitely um is it good for you to have your your hands in multiple projects at the same time I think so I think
1: it's uh you know it's it's healthy to an extent you know I know some people who are in like seven bands and I'm like how do you even focus on it but it's really cool to have a few Mm -hmm. lanes that that you can move in and out of and and you know a few moods that you can satisfy you know it's I think with with triptides it's very much a like vintage psychedelic kind of vibe Uh, there's like a lot of classic sounds that we try to get and the fun of writing for that for that band and 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 writing with that band and, and performing with them is like trying to capture these tones and these kind of moods and feelings of you know we start out with a lot of inspiration of like what if you know bob dylan was was playing with brian eno like what would that sound like um <laughs> and we really can like we start in like funny like derivative places like that and, and go for certain vibes like that whereas with like cosmo it's like we just go with like what we think is going to be like fun and like dancey and whatever weird idea hits us and then with little rituals it's like yeah whatever else <laughs> doesn't make it so i think it's nice to be able to to shift from one thing to another because you're never in like one mood as a songwriter, and uh, it works to have a lot of labels to to put things under
0: to to, to pinpoint. So it's not. I mean, it's it's uh, under the umbrella of I'm creating music, but there's certain segments of this goes here, this goes here, and this goes here kind of thing. Yeah, I think.
1: I mean, it's 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 rarely how I start, but it's like when I have a, a, a demo or. Even a voice memo of of an idea when I'm messing around, like I can hear it and be like, oh, I could hear us recording this for Triptides, or I could hear us recording this for Cosmo, or knowing that it's not right for either one of those. Maybe I should just do it on my own. Uh, I think it's kind of a gut, a gut feeling kind of thing.
0: Right, right. Is there um is your writing process the same for each? I mean, uh, relatively. I mean, there's there's different avenues, of course, within this, but relatively the same kind of basis that you start on
1: yeah i mean i think i've got my perspective i think it changes because of the people in the room um you know we write different with with cosmo because emily and mike and i like write in a certain way together and i know they're going to contribute certain things and i can counterbalance that or whatever whereas with triptides i know that brendan and glenn are going to contribute certain things and i can do things to to counterbalance that i think it's it's you know it's always me you know i can only contribute what i can contribute but it's like it changes because of the people in the room and and what the idea what does a song sound like and what is it at the end you know how how do you determine that something's a song like that's that's going to change depending on the perspectives in the
0: room right right sure it, um Could anything take the place of music in your life? Could something, could some other interest or hobby of some sort? Um, fill that I think gap? at this
1: point, I, you know, I'm not good enough at anything else to, uh, to, to have it fill that gap for me. It's like, you know, I've dedicated my creative mind as much as I can to, to music and development. And it's kind of at this point, like, a compulsion you know it's like I don't even think about sitting down and like picking up a bass and like playing it and from that like songs come and from that you want to record and it's something where like I would really have to think about not playing music <laughs> in order to focus on something else that's that's kind of been my uh my my you know, I want to learn art and 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 learn more how to, how to draw or how to animate or do something, you know, in in a more visual vein that, that intrigues me. I love visual art and and I really respect designers. And but you know, I just can't focus on on anything other than music.
0: In <laughs> another life, right? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> Do you, do you have any other uh, hobbies or, 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 I mean, you, you have these interests, but do you have any other hobbies? Like, okay. I'm going to step away from music. I'm going to do something else. Do you, what, is there anything like that in your life? Um,
1: you know, I like to take uh, photographs. My, my wife got me, uh, she takes a lot of pictures and, and, and a lot of, uh, has a, a lot of cool old cameras and, and really through her, I've been able to like mess around with those cool old cameras and, She just got me this really cool old uh, Pentax like point and shoot for Christmas. And I've been having a lot of fun with that. I think uh, that if if I could say that I'm getting into photography, I would say that I'm getting into photography. I feel like I'm doing it not as much justice as it it deserves, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. And I think I just got my first roll of film back and I'm I'm pretty stoked on it.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, you are into it. I'm gonna say I'm Maria. into it. I yeah. would say
1: I w- I'll declare myself into it.
0: All right, yeah. well, that's. I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but all right. I mean, that's it's a it's a pretty but brave thing to say. Write it know. down. You know, Stephen. I don't know. I don't I'm know. Feeling brave. <laughs> um, I mean, out outside of of a, a photography and in, in in art, though. I mean, I mean, there's there's only so much you can do with your creativeness. I mean, like, I mean, if you, if you harness in on, on something, it's like, do, do you feel like you're taking pieces out to lend to something else that you could be using towards music? Do you think that that could be an issue?
1: Um, If that no, makes any I don't sense? Think so. Yeah, no, it does make sense.
0: I mean, honestly,
1: I, I get that kind of question from, from other musicians about just, my job like working a, a full-time job um, which to a degree is a, is a creative job you know i'm a, I'm a writer and a, and a copywriter I work with design and 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 do a lot of like creative endeavors you know I, I think it's a it's a job, but it's it's very much I get to exercise like my writing kind of mind and 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 yeah, I think I get that question of like are you dividing your brain a little too much of like, because you know you can focus on your job a little too much everybody tends to do that if if uh they're wrapped up in like perfectionism as as i tend to be but uh but uh i think no i think it's good for people to have like again like separate lanes like separate things to exercise because you're not i mean you are the same person from from day to day but you you have different dimensions of your of your mind that like it's it's good to exercise and like have cycles of like I'm in my mode where I'm focusing on writing right now I'm in my mode where I'm focusing on like becoming a better bass player becoming a better keyboard player I'm always trying to become a better drummer so like I mean those are all music related but but still I think it's like exercising different parts of your mind is is super important and I think people make I won't say people make boring music if they only focus on music, but like, you know, it's nice always to feel an artist bringing in other pieces of their life and and being open about other pieces of their life through their music. So I think those new dimensions make your music stronger as well.
0: Right, right what uh what band or artist uh has had the most impact on you like or, or at least a couple that are like really like the, these are the key people that i listened to and it really inspired me
1: hmm. man that list is like so long it's crazy um
0: there's no wrong answers if that helps
1: no wrong answers okay I'll say the the number one like influence on me as far as like songwriting was 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 definitely Bob Dylan. I mean, like that, that hit me at a formative
0: time. I, Sorry, Stephen, that, that that is the wrong answer. That's the wrong the yeah, one the wrong, wrong answer. Yeah, the one wrong. <laughs> that's that's fair.
1: That's fair. That is a out of everyone he picked the wrong lazy it's a lazy answer really oh bob dylan's your songwriting influence how original yeah
0: oh well why what 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 speaks to you about it no but i mean obviously he is for for a reason you know
1: yeah yeah for sure but i think yeah he hit me at a really formative time when i was like 13 or, or 14 years old like i heard bob dylan like really like freewheeling bob dylan uh just a guitar and a voice kind of thing and i was like holy shit like this is I was very much into, like, rock and roll as, like, a kid, like, ACDC, Zeppelin, like, and and so any of the singer-songwriter stuff, I was, like, very averse to that. I was, like, this isn't, like, real music. It needs drums and bass. And I heard that record, and I was, like, oh, I'm very wrong. (laughs) You're, like, yeah, this could use a
0: harmonica. Yeah,
1: and then... It was yeah, the loudest right. thing in the mix like immediately
0: perfect yeah like, this guy knows this guy knows what he what this he guy is. gets it I to and then
1: i think the other major one on the, on the other end of uh you know the songwriting spectrum uh is is miles davis uh again like he really hit me at a at a formative time um and like my dad listened to a lot of Miles Davis as a kid. And and some of those melodies like horn lines are just like they're in my head. They're just burned in my brain from when I was a kid. and listened
0: For good to reason. I mean,
1: yeah, they're gorgeous. And, and I think uh, I think his whole conception of melody and and just this idea of. Uh, he's, he's said, you know, I'm going to paraphrase and, and butcher it probably, but basically the idea is like, there's a melody always happening around you. And in his words, he, that he could hear it all the time. And and there was this melody continually happening. And when he put his lips to trumpet, he was just channeling that melody that's always happening. And and for some reason that like, really, when I heard that, I was like, yeah, i I feel that I feel, I don't feel like I'm making up melodies. I feel like I'm a conduit for them more than they're coming out of my brain. Cause I don't have theory and, and all of that. I can't be like, Oh, I'm doing this because of that. It just feels, it feels right. And, and he illuminated that and was also like, he, he made me feel better about my own insecurities as a, as a player, because I think what Miles Davis didn't have was like crazy chops like he didn't have like speed he had people in his band who did that like Coltrane and Sonny Rollins and like those guys could really really hammer and do the heavy bebop thing really really well but what he had was like like a nice pace and a beautiful melody every note was chosen really nicely and I was always insecure about my guitar playing like I'm not a, I'm not a shredder. I can't do it. My hands don't move that fast. (laughs) There's just something about it. But, but he put the emphasis on melody and on like really choosing the right notes and really sticking with the most interesting notes above speed. And, and, you know, he's considered one of the greatest, if not the greatest trumpet player of all time and, and a lot of people's minds and, he changed the game because he focused on melody and and pace and not on speed. And I was like, OK, you can be groundbreaking and not be barrier breaking like with your, your shredding. You
0: know? Right, right. Do a favorite album of his.
1: I mean, not to be super cliche, but kind of blue, I think is is just. Kind of is is a mind blowing uh, record.
0: I haven't, uh, haven't heard that one, but um, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out.
1: It's obscure. Only the coolest kids know about it.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's. I mean, that there, there we go. That's why. That's why I'm not privy to it. <laughs> no, I mean that. that we want to do course. like a, if we
1: want to do like an obscure Miles, like on the corner is really great. Water Babies is also like B sides um Wayne shorter did a lot of the arrangements on water babies and on the corner and he's like the the man he's one of the best arrangers of all time so those those are some deeper ones if if anyone cares to listen
0: <laughs> awesome awesome yeah I um it's it's so funny that, uh, miles Davis is much like how uh, and I had mentioned this on other podcasts that's why I mentioned it now uh, like the kinks it's like every time. I just find more new and new stuff and I get hooked on that stuff, which is like fantastic to have. You got to have those people say, Oh, I didn't know that this, this was them or, you know, whatever. Right. Oh yeah, man. It's always really special. I mean, I think that's
1: those two examples are, are both stark examples of like people who like over time have had different lanes, like, you know, focused on different crazy things. I mean, if you listen to on the corner or, or water babies or whatever, that's like, that's like funk. It's like, it's like heavier funk. Like I think Herbie Hancock was in that band. Um, it's, it's totally, totally in another world from, from kind of blue, you know, it's just a whole other planet really. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think the kinks as well. I mean, I think, you know, you have your classic, Kinks and and you really got me and all that stuff and you have like Muscle Hillbillies which is like uh, you know another kind of country like laid back vibe when they were recording themselves and obviously they went into the eighties and they got super weird in the eighties.
0: <laughs> See again, I don't even know, but I'm I'm, I'm I I I. Uh... I'm I'm willing to to find out. I think it was um I guess Lucas Fitzsimmons and and he mentioned another King song much much or I I was that an album by the way that you just mentioned the yeah Moswell Hillbillies scene. yeah you mentioned a song I went back as like this is a great fucking song so I'm gonna listen to that and then it's just gonna keep on opening up so like, that's why I love about those artists I mean oh, yeah. there's probably some more that I haven't even don't even know about yet which is yeah. it's always so cool to, to find something else that you are like oh where has this been.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's amazing to uh I think that's why I could never focus on anything other than than music, playing music and consuming music, because like man, there's so many records out there. There's right. so much good stuff. You could just go forever.
0: Right. There's a lot Ever. of bad stuff too, but you gotta sift through that to find through it.
1: And the bad stuff even has its merits sometimes.
0: <laughs> sometimes it's that circumstantial though. That's not yeah. it's the exception, not the rule. Yes, yes. <laughs> Um, has has there been uh, what is the most recent artist or band that you've recently discovered? You're like where has this been? If you could pinpoint that, um, hmm. there. I mean, I
1: think new bands that just really, actually, one in particular that really. Felt like it had been missing from my life for forever, but it had just come out. Was this this band Dry Cleaning? Do you know them?
0: Dry Cleaning? No.
1: Dry Cleaning. They have this record, uh, New Long Leg. It's really, really good. Um, but it's like, I really am a big fan of like post-punk stuff. I really, uh, you know, I love like Gang of Four and I love like that kind of like Lon- South London, like post-punk is like a really specific thing that I dig and and then I also really enjoy like some spoken word stuff over over instrumentals like I really I enjoy that kind of dichotomy a lot of the time and this is like yeah a south london band doing like post punk with like spoken word over it and I heard it for the first time and I was like oh, where has this been all my life it's something that I put on just all the time I and other than i think my wife and maybe one or two other people like no one is like as tickled by it as i am <laughs> but i'm just like no one could hate
0: this it's the best right uh,
1: but it's, it's it's really really cool um and just like badass like musicianship and all around you know it's a full package it's it's a surprising that it's their first record cuz it's such a like honed in
0: sound which is That's really great. Cool. That's fantastic. Um would you be able to, to, I mean, maybe not exact, maybe this is not the exact album or, or, or what have you, uh, of it, but an album nonetheless that you've listened to just countless times, just through and through.
1: Uh, that's my favorite way to consume records. I, I wear them out like I would like to, Death. I, I there's some records that I listen to just just so many times I think this one I don't know if you can see it in the background but there's a a Brazilian uh musician he's like the the god of of Brazilian music his name is Antonio Jobim um yes yes
0: he has like wave uh that was that was what I was gonna say that this is the record it's 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 right here it's, <laughs> all right with the draft on it if i'm not mistaken exactly,
1: exactly.
0: Oh, okay yeah no that's a great album oh yeah fantastic yeah. so that record is one where like again like
1: it's something that i put on because in my mind like no one could dislike that that record no, it's, and, it's uh, yeah fantastic it's it's perfect and and even has a miles davis tie in ron, ron carter guy who played bass with with miles davis for a long time plays on this record awesome and uh yeah it is like back to front like the perfect record for pretty much any uh <laughs> any scenario i think
0: it has to be played in that order back to front just just so everybody knows back it to is- front you got to
1: put it on you know this is why the the vinyl is that's my favorite medium because crucial it's uh, you you're forced skipping songs is is not a good experience <laughs> so it's nice to have that's my my criteria I think for my record collection now is like I have to be able to put this on and just leave it on like I, I can't skip any songs or or anything can't get a a record for a single anymore
0: let's say 45s were invented I guess that's true <laughs> maybe that's true. they did the work or or, or uh, a single? Did you ever have one of those? I did. I did. I told you
1: I lived through the indie times of two thousand nine to uh, to
0: two thousand thirteen. I yeah. think that was. Yeah. That, that. Yeah. That's that. That's single a, years. <laughs> I, I I still love cassettes. They're they're just fantastic. I do
1: too, man. I think anything that's like tactile is is nice. Like anything that you can like give to somebody because. I mean, somebody even told me that like they have cassettes at their merch table because they're like, you know, business cards. They're like, you know, expensive business cards that someone buys you. <laughs> it's uh it's not really like Because a lot of people who buy them 'em don't even have cassette tape players, which I thought was kind of funny when I first realized that or heard that. But they're like collectibles. They're so cool, up. though. Yeah. Something cool to like to hold on to and uh I know like I made some cassettes back in the day and, and cool that I would make them on. I made them on like old Tascam, like four tracks and stuff. And then, so cassette was like, that was the medium from, from the beginning to the end, which was, I always thought that was super cool
0: too. Yeah. Really, really cool. I would, I've been lucky enough to both of my cars have had um, cassette players in them. I just, so, but I'm going to be shit out of luck when, next when i get when i get hopefully i'll just keep on just getting cars that have cassette players because i just have so many and it's like oh well i mean I mean, like yeah i have a cassette player in my house but it's like it's not you know how it is it's not it's not the same nope. when yeah, you're driving the and you're, on,
1: yeah in the car it's a, i had a 96 camry from when i was 16 to when i moved to la <laughs> and that thing had a cassette player in it and I used to go to Goodwill and get like really cheap cassettes. Like right. that was how I listened to music in my car. I had a big uh, like plastic case full of cassettes. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's, uh,
0: yeah. It was, I won't say it was good times, but it was times. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I still love the cassette and I, I, I hope I, I still have a car in 10 years that'll, but we'll see. Well, I don't know. Maybe. See, they could come back, man. They could come back. Always. Yeah, they, 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 could. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> the new Prius with a with a cassette player in it. The
1: retro cassette action.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what is your um? What is your thought process before you before you go out on a on a big tour? Because I I know you guys just recently did a tour. Uh, you you guys yeah. meaning Triptides with Levitation Room. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. We're about to go out with LA Witch as well. Both both uh, alumni of uh, of the podcast. I just had oh, um, Gabriel Fernandez on. Oh, the best. Tremendous oh. guy. And uh, uh, Sade Sanchez has been on. And Irita um, Pai has been on. Just a very – I mean, so that's – I mean, you guys are – you're doing it. You're doing it with, with, with the big times.
1: In good company, man. Yeah, yeah I definitely. think uh, – yeah it's been the levitation room tour was was super fun those guys are are good friends of ours and you know we split like a rehearsal space with them in la oh awesome uh, and uh yeah glenn has produced a, i guess a couple of their records as well and plays keys with them all the time so yeah Perfect. that tour was amazing man um la witch uh, i don't know them super well personally but i love their music and i'm super stoked for this tour as well uh super to nice. an- Very yeah, cool. yeah to answer your question though I mean like what do I think I think like are all my fucking cables working <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> is, there, is there
1: something gonna shit out on me on stage um yeah I think it's it's such a I I love it I mean going on tour is is super fun and especially after um the hiatus of, of stuff, it was amazing coming back um, and, and playing now has a whole new level of, of gratitude with it, I think. Uh, and you feel that like from both sides, like bands are stoked to be on stage and and super thankful to be there. And like people are just as excited and grateful to be in the crowd. And, and that gratitude was like in the room Every single night for that levitation room tour, and and I assume it'll be the same for for this. And so I think, man, the mindset is is excited and 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 just happy. I mean, uh, you you feel right on the road <laughs> in a lot of ways, uh, or at least uh, we do. Uh, we just have a lot of fun, man. I think trip times as a trio is. Three three dudes that just love playing music together at the end of the day. So like we just get to do that every night and, and fine tune these songs that we created together. So we just have a, a ton of fun. It's
0: awesome. But I mean, overall, you you enjoy the the, the touring. I do. Like, you know, I
1: think for for a while, you know, there's we we hit some like ceilings at like three weeks plus you know it's like it becomes like all right i could sleep in my own bed maybe a little bit um but i man i think every the redeeming quality is that every every night you get to play music and and like have fun and like there's no such thing as a bad show honestly like it's it's even if there's no one there or even if you know equipment messes up or or whatever it's if you let it roll off you and and have a good time with it it's there's nothing that beats it you know it's just playing music with your friends every single night so i think uh it's it's hard to top that
0: no it's it seems pretty stressful and you don't like it but that's fine um <laughs> <laughs> when do you, do you still feel the same way stepping onto a stage as you did the i mean the first time you 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 stepped up there and, and played a play a show yeah. Strangely. Yeah. I, I
1: think in, and strangely in a couple of ways, like I think I was really taken aback the first time I did it. Like when I was younger, like how comfortable I felt. I was like, oh i want to do this for the rest of my life like that was my thought like the first thing well the after the first song that i played i remember just like thinking like oh, oh wow like this is this is a, a new level of of enjoying music like and it 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 doesn't change because i think yeah i mean the possibility of, of shit going wrong in a live show or having to respond or change like i said like i mean you just have to kind of approach it like you know with that open mind as as you had the first time you know of like anything could happen it's probably going to be amazing um but yeah I think it's it's kind of the same for me and I think that's why I keep going back to to music and keep going back to playing live because it 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 really centers me and like brings me feeling like I'm I'm doing the right thing
0: (laughs) I mean that's 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 all you can ask for right
1: it's it's cool I'm I feel very fortunate like every time uh that's a that's a privilege that I have where I'm like oh I'm doing the right thing like that's not something I take for granted because I've definitely had the feeling of I'm doing the wrong thing right now
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean both both are essential though at, at the end of the day agreed agreed <laughs> gotta learn <laughs> yeah how do you how do you um how do you deal with being separated from your band members i mean in in, in uh in, in both of your your projects
1: uh yeah man i mean props to them for for holding on to me <laughs> in a lot of ways like i think with trip tides, it's like you know how many how many bass players are in la you know could they could they get to replace me and and same with cosmo you know it's it's you know so many musicians so much talent so much there so first of all like i'm i'm always grateful that they they held on to me um it's tough man it's tough being away from them i think uh you know it is just playing music with your with your homies you know I'm, i miss doing that uh i've got some friends here that play music and and uh i've got a cool little rehearsal space that i've that i've been using the last few months and You know, it's not like I'm not playing music here, but there's uh, there's definitely the camaraderie of of those two bands, because also I've been playing with with bands since since college. I'm I'm 30 now. It's I know the criteria of of how tough it is to like have a a band member that you you get along with musically songwriting wise and just life wise, you know, uh, so finding people on that same wavelength is is tough. And, and you know, you see why even though like bands can get to like Oasis levels of hating each other, they like stick it out because like trying to find a new guitar player or bass player is harder than trying to reconcile whatever bullshit they were going with. So I think, yeah, I miss those those guys, all, all of them. Um, a lot you know because because we have uh we're lucky to have the connections that we have and, and we definitely don't take it for
0: granted i mean that's 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 great and uh i heard that you kicked out a little rituals is this true <laughs> sure. Fuck, man, that's true man that's the one you that's, couldn't that's the one you couldn't just couldn't hold, on hold to it, and it and down i couldn't shit. hold it down i'm my <laughs> my biggest critic that fucking sucks, dude. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, it, was, it didn't it was, make any money anyway.
1: <laughs> <It's totally cool. laughs>
0: do you um do you bring your wife uh back out to the states when you're when you're coming over here to tour and then you come pick her up and then you come out again? We uh, we've discussed that, I think, uh,
1: for one of the next tours for these. You know, she's working and living in in Copenhagen and and doing her thing here. Uh, She's also, yeah, wise enough to not go on tour. Like she's like, I don't want to do that. I think (laughs) I think a lot of people that I run into, they're like tour. That must be cool. I'd love to like tag along and she knows what it's really like. She's not getting into that. So yeah, I think when she visits the US, it's to to do
0: her own thing. And and you know, I'm maybe she likes having me out of the house. I don't know. I mean, there's I mean, there's there's always, you know, know. pros and cons to everything. Yeah. <laughs> Some are unseen. Yeah. yeah. We don't ask that question. Yeah, no, that's just that's a that's a, that's a hush. I don't hush. even know. I don't yeah. even... I mean that's that's I mean that that, that it's wild though that you'll <clears throat> fly out for a for a tour and then, and then come back. I mean, and, and, and I mean, you got an awesome wife that will just follow you everywhere. That's, that's great. man. When she, it's, when it's uh, her time though, you gotta, better be packing your bags to Australia or whatever. Oh, absolutely,
1: man. I think, yeah, <laughs> uh, thankfully she, well, you know, be perfectly honest. She was the one that that pushed us to go to Copenhagen as well, because even though it was my work that asked me to do it, I was like, no, in the beginning, I was. No, this is too mild. This moving is crazy. There, this is insane. And she was like, Are you an idiot? <laughs> Let's go. We <laughs> can, uh, we can, we can figure it all out. So, she, I mean, she pushed us here, uh, if anything, which is that that is an amazing person to be with. Uh, absolutely You're out of your comfort zone for sure.
0: I mean, that's yeah, that is that is, that is really good. Yeah. And, and, and your cat's a trooper, too. It's not you know
1: he is he was uh he he did the whole plane ride with us like up in the cabin oh really yeah yeah we didn't we didn't like put him you know people suggested sedation but we were like you know he's an old dude so we didn't really he's pretty mellow we we just yeah kept him alert the whole time and he was just like chilling it was he's like the easiest cat in the world when it comes to traveling and then every other thing he's like a giant asshole and hates everyone (laughs) so so he's good at traveling everything else he uh those pros and cons yeah that's that's for sure that's for sure so we have to exploit those pros as much as possible.
0: (laughs) it it vastly outweighs it it vastly outweighs yeah Yeah. i mean yeah like he doesn't like you now but if, if we're on a plane together best guy best passenger <laughs> at the end of the day what um what motivates you to continue to make music
1: um i think weirdly enough like the desire to build like a body of work of of music i think making music recording music is something that i really yeah, I see is not an important part of like what I want to leave behind or anything like grandiose like that. But I think just, you know, at a certain point or at many points in your life, like being able to look at what you've done and be like, that's cool. I'm glad I executed on that. Like I hate, I I really dislike when people record records and then just shelf them. Like I know that, that there's a lot of like perfectionism in, in, the, the game but uh but a lot of it is like it's a shame man it's like you know that it's not a good record until you put it out you know it's not a bad record until you put it out and and I think it's it's so important to like to have that like in as an artist to to look back and like see what you've done those timestamps stamps in in your life so I think for me it's like I want to have a good record of of my path as a songwriter and and a body of work that I'm I'm proud of. Like, that's kind of the the main driver, you know, plus, as I said, like, it's a compulsion, like I can't it's
0: a train I can't stop at this point. It's a habit. And I'm just going to try to make it into something
1: good. I'm just trying to, you're just trying to form your weird habits into like things that society doesn't shun. You know, I think that's just kind of life.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's what everybody's doing all the fucking time. Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's awesome, man. And uh, I, I I do appreciate you coming on. It, it's, it's been an absolute blast. But uh, I like to wrap this up with some promos. So everyone can stream Triptides wherever you stream music. I mean, and along with uh, Cosmo Gold, that's everywhere as, as well, yeah. right? Yeah, our first EP is out all over the place. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, Little Rituals is on Spotify. Yeah, it's everywhere as well. Oh, okay, good. Um, all right. I, yeah. did, I, I didn't want to misquote that. I, don't, I mean, I know it's exclusive shit on the, but I don't know if you want to plug that anymore since since you're not in. Uh, yeah, Detroit. we're not on
1: great terms. Uh, <laughs> Lit, Rit, and I, we're not on great terms. But uh, yeah, man, all of it can be found uh, everywhere. I you're think. everywhere all the time. Everywhere all the time. Uh, Copenhagen, LA, all all the places.
0: Everywhere. Uh, uh, New script is coming out early April, hopefully. So. All right, good deal. And the, um, the 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 show when does the tour begin? Uh, February?
1: Um, it's yeah, end of January. So I think LA Witch starts like tomorrow uh, on the first part of their tour, and then we meet up with them uh on the 24th or 25th of january and then we're with them from the 24th until february 5th
0: and that's is it is it just like a west coast tour
1: yeah west coast we start out in santa ana and then like wiggle our way up through san francisco we go all the way to vancouver actually awesome i mean west
0: west coast tour that's yeah, all, so, uh, all the way up,
1: which is yeah. I mean, Portland, Seattle, those are the I love playing those spots, man. It's really, really cool. So that, super that Pacific
0: sick. Northwest, yeah. That's that's where you're gonna be. Man. Especially this
1: time of year, it's gonna be nice and vibey a
0: little bit brisk very nice yeah um but if you're in that the area uh go go look for tickets just google it i mean it's it's probably it's it's, is there do you know where the best best place to go check it out on instagram i guess that's yeah i would say like
1: go to la which is instagram i think you can get tickets to to all the venues there otherwise yeah just check out the dates there and and hit up the local venue for uh for tickets
0: sweet sweet that's, I mean, that's awesome. Definitely go check it out if you have the opportunity because that's gonna be a killer fucking shows. I mean, that's just, woo. Don't want to miss that one. Anyways, got a lot
1: of new you. tunes too, man. It's gonna be fun. I mean
0: you heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for coming on, dude. I really appreciate it. Is there anything no, else we no, were missing? Kidding. Any any merch or anything we gotta we gotta plug?
1: uh if you if you check out curation records you can get as much triptides merch as you possibly
0: want we need to please those record labels all right that's it thank you so much dude all right i'm gonna talk to you in a minute i'm gonna stop recording this thank you again brother i appreciate you thank you man